My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Don't have time to work out? Well, that's where our free 10-minute classes come into your life. You can go ahead and sign up over at themerrymakersisters.com forward slash five days and we'll send you five days of 10-minute classes, yoga, Pilates, all of the goodness to make you feel absolutely amazing. Emma, are you excited? Oh, yes. These are my favorite classes. Bring it on. We'll see you super soon on the mat over at themerrymakersisters.com forward slash five days. Welcome to episode 306 on the Get Married podcast, and we're so excited to be here. Yes, we are. Uh, I really like this topic. I feel like, you know, it's one of those recurring topics, but they've always, it's always said in another way. Uh, and uh, really what it is about, it's about living a mediocre life and the benefits of living a mediocre <laughs> life. And I know that sounds weird. It's not what you read often, uh, but I read it this morning on Mark Manson's Facebook post that he shared. And, of course, or like all Mark Manson Facebook posts, it went semi-viral. It's like many, many shares. Uh, and he shares really interesting perspectives. And really, I mean, it's a perspective that is an ancient perspective, really. It's an ancient philosophy, an old philosophy, I should say. But he says it in ways that are kind of like for modern day mm. times, like with foul language and you know, social media. <laughs> but it gets attention is what I'm trying to say. Yes. But it's not like this brand new idea, but it's said in a way that gets lots of attention. Yeah, well, nothing is a new, really a new idea. No, that's it's true. It's just said in a different way. But let's talk about the idea. The idea of living a mediocre life or I guess being content with yes. a mediocre life because the truth is we – all as individuals probably have, you know, one or two things that we are stand out at. Maybe, maybe not. Hmm. And if not, oh well. And then everything else is kind of just like, where does average? Yeah. Where does average at this? And often we can think that that is wrong or that yeah. is not good enough. Yeah. And that we need to be better. Well, because we are sold that message every day of our lives. If you are living in the Western cultured world, uh, or if you're consuming that media, you are. Like, think of how many influencers and social media people you you listen to and watch. Even us, like, sometimes we'll talk about that, but often we also more, mostly talk about contentment, I think. And acceptance. And acceptance. Actually, <laughs> you are. It's, don't include us in that. Um, but so often it's all about being better, being richer, being more beautiful, being someone other than you. Mm, and I don't even think, like, we can extend that to 
not just social media influencers. Oh yeah, like, true. This is this is pre social media. Yeah. This is like self self help books, self development. Yeah. This is the rah rah conference that you go yeah, to, Tony Robbins, uh, <laughs> that tells you, you know, you know, you got to be limitless. Like you yeah, have your infinite potential. Like oh you gotta God. reach it, and it can be really overwhelming. And actually, it's built off the fact that the version of you right now is a version that is not good enough. And that person and that company selling you this conference or this message is the one telling you that that version <laughs> is not good enough because that method of selling works <laughs> and see we're in the wrong business because we tell you that you're already amazing <laughs> damn it no i'm kidding but uh, our product will remind you that you're amazing yeah exactly so <laughs> it's a, you wait are. it's a great product still buy it um but jokes aside yeah i think uh we definitely you know i can reflect on our kind of i guess like <laughs> delving into this motivation and self-help world we watched a lot of oprah and many other, I guess, like Lewis Howes, like we got really sucked into Lewis Howes. I mean, he shares great content still, but it's very much, you know, all about being a better version of you. Mm. And I mean, as Mark Manson's post says, it's not about like not trying your best. Like it's still like do your best, like do the work, try hard, but don't be so attached to the results, which we speak of often. Yeah. And it's just a different idea. A way of looking at it. You know, we can talk about detachment, we can talk about contentment and acceptance, but sometimes it doesn't sink in. Yeah. And like, this is just a really cool way of thinking, oh, like, okay, so I still try my best, I still wake up and I do my absolute best and I can feel proud of that. And even though maybe I missed the mark or I came last or mm. I didn't win XYZ or I didn't. I didn't get the job. Get, yeah, exactly. I didn't get the promotion. We can still be okay with that. Yeah. And who decides what is average, what is mediocre, and what is not? Exactly. What is extraordinary? Really, it's a mindset. And it's also comparison. And it's like saying, all right, well, the extraordinary life is that person on your Instagram feed. Because they wear the best clothes, uh, they have the widest teeth and they're driving this car, which is a shell of that person and could be completely fake anyway. Mm-hmm. And who even knows if that person is happy? Because what we now know and what we now think about and probably what you think about too is that although they have these shiny, sparkly things, it's all surface level. And that we know, we all know, we can all like put our hands on our hearts and know that that does not bring happiness or sense of a sense of fulfillment. And it's all curated. Yeah. Like it's we all don't BS. It's not like we get a hundred, uh, a 24 7 spyglass into someone else's yeah. life to see just how extraordinary it is. Yeah. The reason why we think it's extraordinary is because they're only sharing the extraordinary Yeah, they moments. make it appear that And way. when you think about your life, I am pretty sure that there are moments of extraordinary and then there are moments that are not so. And this is just life itself. There's ebbs and flows. And if it was all extraordinary, then it wouldn't be extraordinary. Yeah, exactly. And also I think sometimes we don't allow ourselves to feel that sense of extraordinary because we're so fixated on getting to that extraordinary point We never get there because it's always this climb. It's always this graph. So whenever we reach a point, we're already looking ahead at the next point. So therefore, you never reach it. 
And so you're always living in this way where you are not enough. You don't have enough. You're always hungry for more. You're never satisfied, never fulfilled. Yeah, and then when you think about that, the way to flip it is to simply be satisfied with the journey itself Mm. rather than thinking I'll be happy when X, Mm. Y, Z. Because as you said, we never get to the X, Y, Z anyway. So then we're never happy. So then we're never happy because we're always just going for the next X, Y, Z. (laughs) What if we just decided I'm going to embrace the journey? I'm going to experience the journey because that's life itself. Instead of trying to rush the journey, instead of trying to get to the next point as soon as we can. Because even we can reflect on the past of our business started eight years ago and we can think of those early days and we think of them as such fond memories they are some of the most funnest times where we were like what the hell are we doing yeah and we've spoke about that so often and it's so true isn't it like when you're in it and you're like oh I just want to get to that point then you look back and you're like hang on a minute that was the best part same with relationships same with everything and also there's that whole like nostalgic thing too like sometimes your memories might be imaginative. Yeah, but then that's <laughs> the reminder to then bring yes. that into the now. To which, enjoy it. To enjoy it. Yeah. To be like, because one day I will think back on this moment. Yeah. And yeah, maybe it is a tough moment. Maybe I am reaching for this goal or I want this to happen and it's bloody hard. Yeah. And I'm doing my best and I just feel like I'm hitting a wall. But, you know, the, the life experience is sometimes in the struggle. And Mm. why do we think it's supposed to be easy? Exactly. And I think uh, I saw a Gary Vee quote today and he was saying that easy isn't as fun. It's true as well, (laughs) isn't it? I think, but see, this I feel is like a dangerous thing as well because it's like you do need those easy times to Mm. rest. That's when you stop and have a little rest. And that's where we have kind of fallen short, I think, because we were kind of like, oh, what is this? What is this lack of work thing? Oh my God, let's fill it up or let's like get stressed because obviously if there's no work in front of us, we're failing. Yeah. Um. So I think that's kind of like an addictive nature, which is fine too. Like if you love to work, work. Like, and if it, if you can balance it all with the things you care about most, whether that's your social life, your friends, your family, your health, I believe we do need to have a sense of balance. We can't just work. No. But like I I mean, why would we not want to work? If we're working on something we love, we never want to stop. And we see that. Mm -hmm. And that's why I am a huge believer. I am a huge believer in doing work that you love. And, you know, passion has become that word that everyone's kind of like, eh, passion, it's dangerous, la, la, la. But, like, I don't know. I think I believe that we should be doing work with a sense of passion and something we care deeply about. I really do. I've decided that. I think I've changed my mind again on that. I feel like I've gone this way, that way, this way, that way. I think that, you know, it depends on what you want your life to look like. True. Some people will say their biggest passion is their family. Yeah, and if that's the case. That's true. If that's the case, true, then, true. then whatever job kind of makes them uh, yes. happy and brings in enough money to support their family. And enough time. And enough time to yeah. be with their family. That's very true. And that is like a tick in their books. True. Whereas like where in our books, passion is important and passion for the work that we do is important because we are – our biggest passion is 
helping people realize that they're amazing just as they are. Well, that, that, that like in acceptance and contentment and uh, gratitude and joy, you find freedom in your life. I think, to be honest, I think my passion is to be able to share what I care deeply about. And that right now in a big that's period, what that's what it is, but it might change. I don't think that is just my passion. I think I think it's uh, creating from, you know, our ideas, mm. which manifest into this podcast, our blog posts, our yoga and Pilates classes, just our random videos that we put on. And, like, that's really what it is, isn't it? And it's a sharing of our truths. And really that's what all passion is, I think, almost. Yeah, I think it's very – that's very true. And as an example, you know, our Damiano's sister and her art, her passion is sculpting at the moment, but really it's just sharing a truth of hers and of others. It's like a a, – what is that word? It's a, a collective truth. It's like archetypal yeah. truth. It's like human truth. Yeah. So I think, you know, that's another example. And same with Damiano and his music and how he likes to create. You know, his passion is creating sounds that sound beautiful. That make you feel. Yeah. And I guess, like, actually, really, that's what our passion is too. It's like connecting to humanness, mm. feelingness. <laughs> through conversation. Yeah. And through written words. And yeah. Yeah. Ideas. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So interesting. And in, you know, we can use ourselves as, as examples of what what we could decide Mary Body is right now. We could decide, oh, my gosh, it's a failure. Like we need to like reach for this many members and blah, blah, blah. Mm. And it, we need it to be way bigger than this and this isn't enough. And we could treat it like that. Or we could be like, wow, like look, look at all these amazing people that we get to connect with every single day. This is the best, and it's growing. How amazing. I know. And I think there's, that's two very different ways of creating a feeling just by the words that I'm saying to yes. us and myself. And one person, one version of me could say it's very average and very mediocre where we are right now. And one version of me is saying this is amazing, this is extraordinary, I can't believe we did this. Exactly. And it's the same thing. It's just how I'm the choosing per- to see yeah, it. Yeah, the perception. And, I mean, that's we talk about that often with yoga, isn't it? What yoga and meditation helps you do is to perceive perceive things differently. It allows you to see things in maybe a clearer way, or maybe you get to see things in the dual way, the duality of it. Yeah, I can see both sides of that, and also it allows you to become more empathetic and understanding of that that bigger picture. I think, and just back to the mediocre thing. As you said before, who decides what is mediocre? Who decides what is extraordinary? To one person, mediocre a mediocre life is another version's extraordinary life. Like my mediocre life might be absolutely extraordinary to someone else and vice versa and like so on. So who, so who defines? Decides? Yeah, who decides? You decide. Yes. <laughs> and I guess that's the, the, the question that we need to – to look at or the the big thing that we need to look at here is it's not the big thing it's a reminder of i decide and it's that constant reminder hang on a minute i get to decide what is extraordinary and what is mediocre and maybe the word mediocre we should like we don't even need to use that word because i feel like mediocre is like 
we might think it's a bad thing. Well, me- it's not I, a bad thing. Yeah, I think sometimes mediocre, uh, it makes you think of like boredom, which mm. like, yeah, no one wants to live a boring life. Mm. And you you don't have to, even when your life is apparently boring, if you start to stop and be more present, the mundane and the boring becomes extraordinary. I mean, the, the, the clouds in the sky become a moment. All you have to do, if you are, like, lacking that sense of um, wow or wonder, something I really recommend doing is going outside, looking at nature, and put a great song on in your earphones. Listen to music, look at nature. Your mind will be blown and you don't need to take any substances for that. Like you can just do that. And you don't need to reach any high. No, you feel, you create it. And yeah. it's it's the most beautiful feeling. And I think because we're so connected, we're so online, we're so on our devices, we're so striving, we're so external, like we're focused so externally that we forget to create those moments for ourselves. And maybe we don't give ourselves those chances. We don't spend enough time on our own. I mean, I'm very lucky. I have much, a lot of time on my own. Like I have lots of opportunity to go find those feelings by myself. I don't rely on external stuff for that. And it's good. Yeah, it's creating an inner world. Yeah. I have a fun inner world, I feel. <laughs> that is, I, I think, something that, wow. you know, we put very – last on our priority list but perhaps it's not the least important thing maybe it needs to come higher Mm. I like this conversation I like this idea Uh, I also think we have to consciously think about this often because we are in this world where we're told otherwise and uh, for some reason, it's really easy to get sucked into that, like to be better and greater and more amazing. Yeah, you need shinier. to be fitter and shinier and you need to be like them. Like that message is really loud. Um, and it's not about giving up on yourself. Like if you want to do whatever you want to do, go do it. Like if you want to get really fit, do it. Like if you want to be really extraordinary in some way, go and do it. But remember that Enjoy the ride and also know that you're fine where you are right now. (laughs) And, like, that stuff, that change isn't going to lead to the prize. Mm. It's going to lead you on your life, but it's not going to give you this, like, you know, you're not going to get to that point and find this trophy there that, yes, I have life fulfillment. Like, if you don't create that along the way, you're never going to get that. Exactly. (laughs) Because it never ends until it ends. Until you die. Mm. Yeah. And then who knows what happens then? Well, yeah, that's true. And, of course, with Bronnie Ware's book, Five Regrets of the Dying, who we've interviewed, I mean, what are they all saying? What did they all say? I wish I didn't work so much. Mm. I wish I spent more time with my friends. I wish I let myself be happier. I, wait, I gave myself permission to be happier. I wish I did more stuff that I loved. Like, that is one of them. Like, I wish I had let myself do what I wanted to do. Yeah. God. Sometimes you just think, like, wow. Like I wish I didn't work so much. Yeah. There's the other one. (laughs) Don't you think, like, really? Yeah, I said that. Oh, sorry. (laughs) 
have to say it twice. It's yeah, it's one. important. It's, it's important. important. I don't we know. Did four. Damn it. Listen to the podcast, guys. Yeah, we did interview her or read the book. Uh, but I think like when you just have these really like this is just a general conversation, right? Like you know, this is not this is not planned, obviously. Um, you're just thinking we really got this wrong, didn't we? Like this life thing. But the good thing is, however old you are, now you know the truth. Mm-hmm. And so we can take a moment to reflect. Yeah, I think, and that is the truth is, this is it. Yeah. Now. Now. Right here, right now. So don't stop yourself from feeling, don't stop yourself from feeling joy oh my. just because you think you don't deserve it yet. Because you haven't got to that goal weight or maybe you don't, you're not as successful as you thought you would be at age 35. Uh, You haven't found the partner of your dreams yet. The one. The one. (laughs) The one. There is no one. Oh, my God. Honestly, like I'm, look, people can find their ones early on and like preach it, believe it, but it's BS. For everyone else who has gone through multiple breakups in their life or divorces or, you know, been happily married for 20 years and then find out they've got a whole other life, yeah, I've heard stories like that, uh, it's all BS. No one's story is the story. Just because they experience that doesn't mean that's the goal. Oh, my God. What the heck, guys? It's all BS. And it leads to more unhappiness if your you don't have it. Your story is the goal. That's what it is. Yes, your, your story. story. And your path, not someone else's path that you follow, a new path that you forge. Isn't and that it amazing? Be exactly the same as someone else's. Well, when we try strive for that, it'll only lead to inauthentic happiness. Inauthentic and unhappiness. Yeah. Like, <laughs> not happiness. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, inauthenticity and, like, There'll be this this something is missing like because a cloud. Yeah. Dullness. Because it's not what you Because it's not what you were supposed to do. Because you're just ticking these boxes off because you thought you needed to. Oh my, oh my lordy. Oh my. <laughs> if you loved this episode, if you had any aha moments, please share them with us. We love to hear from you. You can message us on Instagram personally or at the Mary Make Sisters. So at Mary Carlola, at Mary Emmy, or at the Mary Make Sisters. We would love to hear from you. Otherwise, we'll be back in your ears next week for a brand new topic and a brand new episode. Yeah, I really did love this episode. It was like fun. a lot. Yeah. Mm. Keep talking about it yeah. with your friends and your family yes. and see what comes up. That's what this podcast is about, you having these conversations as well. Mm. Let them sink in. <laughs> I, you know, like we have to, we talk about things all the time like this. This is like our morning routine when we go walking along the beach at Mermaid Beach. Like, I know. It's funny. Like, none of called those. Episodes. I know. They'd be really good. Hmm. Interesting. Imagine. Be too windy. Okay. okay. Bye, bye, everybody. Bye bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.